The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL Podcast, I'm Robert, and I'm your host, Colton Steelers. A wild Monday night finish, 24-17. Steelers win. Move to four and seven. Colts fall to four, seven, and one. Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Did you guys like would you rather have me in charge of the like dealing with the clock management situation in Indy or Jeff Saturday? Would that mean you're no longer on the podcast? Um or would you do both? A, it's a side gig. You, you can actually do oh, both. By the way, I should point out, what are you worried about? You don't have to deal with me anymore. You've got your own yeah. podcast. There it is. Wilson doesn't work enough. That's the tagline they make me keep Thank saying. You. He works pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, HQ writing this podcast several times a week, but they love Wilson. So I don't know why they, they they love you so. I don't know why they love you so much, but they do. So they're giving you your own podcast with the first pick is the new CBS Sports Podcast Network NFL Draft Podcast hosted by Ryan Wilson and longtime NFL GM Rick Spielman. They are one episode in. I watched the entire thing. I sat in the YouTube chat. It's all If you want to watch it on YouTube, it's going to be on the Pick 6 Podcast YouTube channel for now. Eventually, they'll spin off and get their own. It is a spinoff show. He is, he is Saul Goodman. I am Walter White. No, as, as Breach said, I'm friends. You're Joey. Who does that make breach, by the way, in the Breaking Bad thing? Is he, uh, is he, uh, Skyler? Hank? No. Hey, yeah, breach is Hank. 100%. Breach is Hank. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Hank's a great character. With our friends comparison. If you, okay. if you listen to this podcast, if you watch this podcast, you want to support Ryan Wilson, please do so. <laughs> Search with the first pick in your preferred podca- podcast platform. Say that a couple times fast. So hit the subscribe button. It's it's a really good show. I mean, I, like like I don't really like complimenting you. I know. I actually said today. I actually just mentioned this to Billy. I think how you went above and beyond to pump up the show with the tweets. Yeah, asked ask, Brent uh, Breach. Brinson asked a great question in the chat. I did. 
What do well, you I was thinking today, I was like, Brinson averages two compliments per year for Wilson. And he gave like four today. Uh, so I knew things were getting out of hand when he doubled yeah. the total. No, I appreciate it. And in fact, that told me more about Brinson than it did about you, Breach, because I didn't hear one compliment from you all day today. And Brinson went above and beyond the call of duty. And I do want to say, <laughs> I want to say seriously, though, uh, we did it on the, on the Pick 6 YouTube channel and the people in the chat, I didn't read the chat at the time because I was focused on not messing up. Uh, they were, were a little extreme. nervous out of the gate. It was kind of funny. It was cute. I wasn't nervous. I just wanted to read to get the read right. But um, the folks in the chat were great. Thank you for all the compliments. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, keep the questions coming. Rick is is a open book. And uh, he told a fantastic story breach about how they landed Justin Jefferson. That's what I was going to point out is like, I was like legitimately like muted the world cup while he was telling that story because he was talking about how you did a great job asking questions to you. Like how high would you have gone to go get Justin Jefferson? He said there was another wide receiver on our board that we would have taken. I assume it was Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get the sense that it was Jalen Rager. <laughs> no offense, Billy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, um, he's like, he's an open book and, you can ask him questions and typically he'll answer them. And that, which is interesting because you don't get a lot of that. I mean, the dude was the GM for the last 10 years yeah, and he's only been on CBS for a few months. So anyway, thank you everyone for that. That was fantastic. I appreciate all the support as brief probably calls it. Um, and, I got a question for you that I'm going to mention right now, just cause I'll forget it later. Mm -hmm. I want to know. I'm curious if he, if Rick, if Rick is no believes that there are certain positions he identifies better Lots of other other positions. And oh. if there are, if there's like talk amongst the NFL GMs, like, you know, between them about like, oh, the Steelers are good at evaluating wide receivers or so-and-so stinks at, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. that's a, that's a really good question. Yeah. You don't even uh, have to credit me. I'll make a note. No, I'll credit you. Um, and let's, uh, let's talk, let's talk uh, enough about your podcast. Let's, yeah. Let's, 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 thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, anyway, it's really good. Check it out. Nathan Graber McRae says it's welcome to the big hat chat. So let's go. Welcome to the big hat chat, baby. That's right. Week 12 is in the books. 24, 17 Steelers over the Colts. As I mentioned, um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to start with the team that lost. Yeah. Let's start with the team that lost. That's it's, our ML. That's all we know. It, it, yeah. Well, it's pretty hard to get away from what happened at the end there with Jeff Saturday and the timeout usage, given that when he was hired by Jim Mercer, Jim Mercer pointed out that he, he literally said, I, I'm actually glad he doesn't have coaching experience. Um, there's a tweet I mean, there's there. a lot of comedy in tonight's game if you're not a Colts fan. Maybe that's right. what he's looking for. A few laughs. A few laughs. Um, he peacocked around when, when Jeff Saturday and the Colts won their first game against the Raiders. And Jeff Saturday has tweets out there that are obviously are already on Old Takes Exposed where he said, we're going to talk about on mo tomorrow morning, we're talking about clock management on Get Up ESPN again. And I have not seen, uh, we mentioned a little bit before the show started, uh, Todd Bowles had a pretty bad clock management issue. And I think we talked about it on the recap show on Sunday uh, by not calling timeout and letting Tom Brady get down the field uh, at the end of regulation, ended up losing the game. But compared to, the, it is nothing compared to this. Yeah, this feels like a not to, to date myself and sound like I'm an old person, but this is a, a hold my beer situation. It feels like uh, breach. I'll just ask you this because you you come off as quote unquote smart when it comes to late game decision making. Um, it felt like to me that Jeff Saturday had checked out in much the same way that uh, Jason Garrett checked out towards the end of his Dallas tenure, where he just sort of stood over there staring blankly into the abyss. It felt like he has a guy who tells him when to call timeout and like maybe that guy's uh, <laughs> headset broke. 
but he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, this guy's supposed to tell me what to do because there's no way you can go through this whole final two-minute segment and not call a single timeout until there's 30 seconds left. Uh, number one, I would have called a timeout when Matt Ryan got sacked. You have three of them. If there's only one timeout, I get that you're going to be a little more careful about when you use it. When you have all three, you cannot let just sit there and let seconds bleed off the clock. I think almost 40 seconds got burned yeah. after Matt Ryan got sacked. Um, uh, after the scramble, how do you not call a timeout there? Your quarterback just ran – for 15 yards, he dove forward. He's got to regroup. And and not only would calling a timeout their help, but then you get to pick a better play for third and three instead of something that the Steelers were absolutely ready for. Uh, just, just to kind of set the stage here, if, if that's all right. So Jeff Saturday was just asked about this and said, a decision not to call a timeout after Matt, the Matt Ryan scramble that took roughly 30 seconds off the clock. This is from uh, Clayton Holloway at NFL Network. Quote, I thought we had plenty of time. I wasn't too concerned. We had plenty of timeouts. This wasn't a press for time. Okay, so I'm watching right now. They got the ball down to the 22 after the scramble, 50 seconds when Matt Ryan went down, 33 seconds when they snapped the ball. That's not a lot of time. When you're on an offense that averages 1.5 yards per. And I went back and rewatched it. So at 1.30, Matt Ryan had the first down after completing the pass, right? He snaps the ball. He's sacked. There's no timeout. Troy Aikman is like, hey, there's a running clock here. You might want to think about using that timeout. The next ball, the next, the second down was snapped with 59 seconds left. Matt Ryan runs, and, and he did dive short of the, the first down marker, but you have to remember Matt Ryan, not a scrambling quarterback, not typically running, is not looking for the sticks. He's looking not to get his clock cleaned, and I think he probably thought he got as far far enough or was close enough to, to warrant getting down early. Um, no timeout there. Joe Buck says, quote, they have got to take a timeout here, I'd imagine. No timeout is say he's like, well, and they're not. It's as if Jeff Saturday was mocking Joe Buck. Yeah. And then with 33 <laughs> seconds, on th- yeah. they snapped the ball in 33 seconds with on third down with 33 seconds left. We're stuffed. And finally, they call the timeout. I would almost argue at that point, you just sprint up and run the fourth down play and don't call the timeout. Or like, just, just call the timeout when you're supposed to. Well, like, let me ask you this then. Do you think that Jeff Saturday was holding on to his timeouts because he thought they had t- plenty of time to go score or because he was trying to preserve an extra possession? I don't have a rational explanation. Breach, do you have anything that could come close to making sense? Uh, well, I think once you get under 40 seconds, you're not trying to preserve another possession. You have to assume you're going to score there or you're losing. So you but, do get to a point where if you have three timeouts and, and the Steelers get the ball back with 12 seconds left, like the game's over. It doesn't matter that you have your three timeouts. You have right. to use them. Like there's a, there's a point of no return where you have to start using. Them. I get that. If you're talking about the bills or the chiefs, but we're talking about an offense that could barely fall forward for a yard and a half. And knowing that it feels like you would want every single second. And also knowing that the fact that the Steelers offense isn't very good, even though they played as well as they played ever, this season tonight. I, I feel like it, there's no explanation rationally that explains what the hell happened uh, at the end of that game. And also adding insult to injury if you're a Colts fan, when the Steelers got the ball back with 20 seconds to go and the Colts still had two or three timeouts, Saturday's like, yeah, forget it. It's not, he had two timeouts. Just forget it. It's not worth it because we're going to lose anyway. So we're not even going to make them snap it twice. We'll just let the clock run out and I'll go shake hands and get out of here. I've never seen that before. Yeah, usually you burn the two timeout. I mean, I I don't I actually don't mind the not using the two but timeouts. If there's a chance, what happened at the other end when John when Jonathan uh, what's his name 
the Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor dropped the handoff from Matt Ryan. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's a rookie. Make him snap it on the road. Make him take a knee in the road. I mean, it just it's, it's, it's uh, Josh Allen fumbled a snap one time in the end zone. Yeah. Huh? Just saying. So for the purposes of okay. the podcast started, I, I, I'm all for it. But for the purposes of trying to win football games, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. oh boy, it just. It, it, and the other thing is like, uh, what what doesn't make any sense to me at all is that in the second half. The Steelers had one drive that went more than 16 yards. That was their 11-play, 60-yard touchdown drive that gave them the 24-17 lead, right? Um, It's not like your defense is great, but you need to focus on using those timeouts to calm your team down. And if you lead the Steelers 45 seconds with a rookie quarterback... You're fine. You're going to win. On the road... Or it's going to be a tie game, yeah. On Monday Night Football... And say, well, go for two if you want. But, but like, who, who, don't, you're, you're, the, clearly the Colts were completely discombobulated throughout that entire process. Even Matt Ryan, a longtime veteran, was kind of like thrown off by the fact that he didn't call the timeouts. You just call the timeouts, gather your team, get the best play call, and slow everything down for everyone involved. You have a rookie wide receiver as your number two. Michael Pittman is not a seasoned veteran with experience with his quarterback. Clearly, Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan are, you know, I mean, the, just started playing together this year and you have a a Steelers defense that while not elite certainly has playmakers that can cause disruptive issues for your offense. So it really makes no sense whatsoever to just sit on those three timeouts and hope that you score with time expires. Hope is not a plan. Clarence, you ask in the comments, and this is a fair question because the big thing with Jeff Saturday, when he gave that press conference where he was the, the, the only one that didn't look a hostage in that room, is that his job is to be a leader and a motivator and let his coaches coach. And Clarence, you asked, isn't his only job game management? Well, you would think. It, it is, but unfortunately he has no experience in game management. Wait a second. He played, he coached high school football for 20 games. That's true. That's true. And, and he has kids, so one would presume he's played Madden. Although there's just a tweet now from, oh, he never once called a timeout during his high school coaching career. That's interesting. No, that can't be true. No, I made that up. But you believed it. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, I was like showing everybody that could, everybody could, I could possibly. I was like, you got to see this quote from David Tepper about Matt. About Matt oh, right. The, the baggy I bridges. Like, I thought it was fake. Wilson got me on that one. Um, so, yeah, I, I, look, I, I don't think that we analyze this stuff in the, like, in the, in the moment immediately following the game. It's a disaster. You got the old takes exposed tweets with where you know, Saturday's rip, ripping the clock management of, of NFL head coaches. Um, I don't know that this really matters a whole lot in the in terms of the long-term possibility of Jim Mercy hiring Jeff Saturday because he literally said, I don't care that he doesn't have experience. What if the rest of the AFC South says, you know what, we'll wait the room rule. Just go ahead and hire Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I mean, it, like, I don't think Jeff Saturday has done a bad job per se as a given right. circumstance. No, make, no, your, no. make your case because he has done a terrible job. Uh, he is just replicating Frank Reich. Lost a game 24-17. Frank Reich lost a game by the Zach score 24-17 this year. Lost a game 17-16. Frank Reich lost a score by the Zach score 17-16 this year. We're scoring back down the Frank Reich path. Okay, let, let, let me let me rephrase that because I don't want to be <laughs> No, I don't want to I don't want to be put. I don't want to Oh yeah, hold on. Let's hear Jeff Saturday real quick. I didn't feel like time was really of the essence at the moment. I thought we had a good play. Um I thought we would get to 
Yeah. And I felt like we would get to it. You know, we, um, you know, obviously we don't do great on the backside, so it, it, it's, it's worse than it, you know, but I felt good about the call before felt like we had time. We would have timeouts afterwards. We were in striking distance. So yeah, I, I never felt like the pressure of needing the timeout thought, like I said, I thought the call was good. And the, you know, we had, Again, we were in that mode pretty much the whole second half, so it was pretty consistent with what we were doing. So, again, it wasn't like a change for us. Um, we just didn't execute it. Can I say that this sounds like when you catch your eight-year-old on a lie and they didn't think about what the answer to the lie has to be, and they're trying to make it up as they go along, and you're like, oh, my God, this this poor eight-year-old has no idea what he's lying about. Just, just admit that you stole the cookies. I, I don't know what that means. That doesn't make any sense what he just said. It is. Um, he, he was talking in circles, and then eventually <laughs> you talk in so many circles that you're like, maybe they just will assume I know what I'm. Saying. That's well, what it felt. Like. And this is a departure from what we've heard from Jeff Saturday for the majority of his tenure in Indianapolis, where he has been forthright and forthcoming. Is like, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know. You know, I don't have any experience. I he was surprised Mr. Jose called me, and so to stand up there after this and be like, well, you know, I thought this would work out when. Like 90% of people who play Madden are burnt. Like, because if you don't, you either, you either got to play to get the touchdown quickly. Like, the second Matt Ryan is sacked on first down, the idea of the idea of being stopped and getting an extra possession is out the window. You have to call the first time out. And then you regroup, save your time because you are going to need time in case you, in case, I don't know, Matt Ryan has to scramble on second down. And you, and you don't, you know, and then again, you have a, it's, it's a really, it's just, it's hard to, it's really hard to. All right. So you're no longer defending him. Hey, uh, Billy, put that um, question back up there from, from Jen Silvius. Cause I think that's an interesting one. Is Saturday even the worst coach in the league right now? Uh, in my humble opinion, no, Jen says. So we'll play a quick game. Breach uh, and Brinson, Nathaniel Hackett or Jeff Saturday? Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Yeah. So, what do you, I mean, is Jeff Saturday coaching Russell Wilson? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Any team. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cliff Kingsbury or Jeff Saturday? I'm not even hesitating on that one. I, I mean, she's Louise. What, what's the hesitation? I. It's just so insulting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It should be. That's how bad he's been coaching this year. Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. You're taking uh, Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, I'm not going to say that out loud. No. I mean, like, I... I I think at least Jeff Saturday motivates his guys. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury That's alienates his guys. Breach. Ah, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push. You can't push. Yeah, you I pushed. Be, what are you I doing? pushed. Get a, I what are you afraid of? Are you guys I'm afraid of the hell? life breach? I just go, well, I think that if you put them in the exact same situation, that what are you looking at, Britson? You making that face? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's like 23% winning percentage like after November 1st. <laughs> I mean, that's true. And right. it's uh, Kingsbury's the answer. And I mean, Jeff Saturday's is 333. Jeff Saturday's the answer. And finally, a number, another name mentioned, Josh McDaniels is mentioned in the comments. No, I'm taking McDaniels. The other I, one that's got to mention is Lovey Smith. I'm taking Josh McDaniels. Well, that, that situation's so foobar. It's hard to, I mean, no one's, Bill Belichick's going, uh, whatever their record is with that team. I, I don't know. Levy Smith probably was at home on the couch. He didn't accept who's, who's winning the Texans at Colts game on January 8th. Oh gosh. Hopefully the meteor. It's a continuation of their week one game where they tied. Oh my gosh. That's right. It feels like two years ago. All right. I don't want to get bogged down in that. But wait, 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 how about this? Are the Colts worse? Are the Colts doing, is their record any worse 
than it is since they hired Jeff Saturday if they just kept Frank Reich and played Matt Ryan, not forced him to play Sam Ellinger. I would say no, and I think they're closer to being in like in the mix if they keep Frank Reich. I don't know. That team seemed lost. They seem equally as lost now. They beat the Raiders, who obviously have lost a lot of close games and aren't a very good football team in terms of the scoreboard. But uh, yes, here let's just I, talk about Wilson's team. That's what we need to do. All right, Billy's one last thing. Let's, let's, take, let's take a break, and we'll talk about the Steelers next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Tomlin, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Um, and by the way, I'm assuming that Billy is giving away these. He's talking about it. The, he's talking about in the comments. Okay, cool. So I assume Billy's got that handled. Uh, if you hit the like button, let's give away some Paramount Plus gift cards, free 30 days. We got a ton of them to give away. And I think uh, we have to give away soon. Get us up to uh, 50 likes and Billy will hand out some, some swag. Uh, Mike Tomlin, 19 and three on Monday Night Football since 2000, and 86 percent win percentage, the highest by a. You know, has a higher. You know, has a higher winning percentage on Monday Night Football. Not Kirk Cousins. Candy Pickett. Ooh. Uh, okay. I don't know. All right. So, where are you at on your Candy Pickett meter? Uh, you you mentioned it several times. In I thought, the game. I thought, I thought he looked sharp. I think he, he's he much sharp. better runner than people give him credit for. He missed a couple throws, but at the end of the day, he's a rookie, and I don't care that he's 38 years old. He's still his first year in the NFL. Uh, he did a lot of good things well. He's being handcuffed by Matt Canada, but whatever. I can't do anything about that, so I'm just going to enjoy that Kenny Pickett played well. I was begging for George Pickens to get the ball. <laughs> I don't hate Pickett, Billy. Uh, I was, Canada. Every, every Steelers fan should hate Matt Canada. I was begging for George Pickens to get the ball, and he dropped like three in a row. Deontay Johnson dropped a, a touchdown in the end zone. He has yet to score a touchdown this year. Uh, Najee Harris went out with an abdominal injury. Apparently, that's going around. I think everyone in the NFL had an abdominal injury this weekend. Uh, but Benny Snell balled out. Anthony McFarlane came up from the practice squad. Shout out to the Terrapins. He balled out. Um, and By the way, you know uh, McFarlane played for Matt Canada at, at Maryland, right? When he was yeah, you can't get away from him. But, yeah, no, it, here's what typically happens. The, at least the last two weeks, Steelers start off strong in the first half, and then they have no answers in the second half. As Breach knows last week, I don't think they scored any points. Um, they tried not to score any, any points in this game. There was a, They were up 13 nothing by the third quarter or maybe early fourth. They were down 17-16, and then they needed the, the, the Colts to implode like only this Colts team can, and, and that certainly helped them get that offense jump-started again. But – uh, a couple of big throws by Kenny Pickett after some three and outs early to start the second second half. And, uh, you know, it's a good win. The, the, the worst-case scenario is that they're not going to be in position to draft Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, but that's a conversation for later. Yeah, I, I do think it's – I mean, like, Thomas 4-7. and seven, I mean, the, I suppose the 500 streak is still technically alive. Probably unlikely, but – Yeah. I mean, like the, team, the, team, the, the team fights for him. They dealt with a bunch of injuries. Rookie quarterback, you know – 
it's it's a tough spot to be in. It's the first time they've you know had to reboot since I mean, what night? Uh, 2003 or 2003 right i mean it's a it's been a while and you know that's a that's an interesting test to have come your way if you're mike tomlin in what i mean what, what year is he in uh, starting at seven right so he's in like his 15th or 16th year and you're rebooting in a way that you really don't ever see nfl f- head coaches do just because they don't last that long very often i mean he and belichick are on interesting um you know parallels in terms of having to See their Hall of Fame quarterback leave and get the rookie quarterback in. Um, hey, Breach, let me ask you this. How are you feeling on the nervous scale about Kenny Pickett's progress this year as a Bengals fan? Uh, I mean, he looked better in this game. That's for sure. He looked more accurate, looked more confident. You know, it wasn't blowing anyone away. I think he only threw for 174, 175 yards. But if you're the Steelers, all you want to see is improvement from him every week. And I think we're starting to see that. But from the perspective of, am I concerned that Kenny Pickett's going to be winning uh, division titles every year starting next season? No, I am not. Clip that. Bill. That was that was unnecessarily condescending. I would say. No, I'm just saying that like He's this right. isn't a Ben Roethlisberger situation. This isn't uh, other quarterbacks that have kind of dominated a division. This is the Steelers will have to build a good team around him. I don't. He's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen who's carrying teams to division titles. Steelers can win well, with him. I mean, I think too that I mean, look, I don't know why I'm fighting for Kenny Pickett here, but one, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, Kenny Pickett, Ben Roethlisberger had a team built around him when he arrived too. Like he, yes, yeah, he actually did. That's true. And he was game manager. He was a game manager with a great defense and a good offensive line, and a good running game. Um, Josh Allen had a situation built for him as well. That's the one thing with Kenny Pickett that you and Joe Burrow you worry a little bit about, and I think Joe Burrow's miles above Kenny Pickett in terms of prospects, but you know, you drop a quarterback in a spot with no offensive line. I think the bigger issue is no offensive coordinator. I'm thinking back. I think Ken Wisenhunt was, was big Ben's uh, OC his first year. And then who just, Oh, um, it was Brian Dable. Was Brian Dable with Josh Allen from the start? Yep. So, I mean, and then you throw Matt Cannon in there. That's like, which one of these doesn't belong. That hasn't helped either. And I, whatever you can make. It's like an apple an orange and a, and a, like a a dog turd. Or dogs get dog territory. That works. Yeah. I won't say, I won't name which one's which. Uh, it's, it's not that. I, 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 I can guess. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, um, Kim uh, Wisenhunt was promoted from Steelers tight ends coach to offensive coordinator Big Ben's first year. There you go. So you sort of get to grow together. And Wisenhunt, like, people kind of give him flack for. Dude, went to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. I, I think he's an underrated head coach. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would feel like I feel like the arrow is up on Kenny Pickett from what I've seen from him this year. The Matt Canada thing is like he's kind of overcoming some of the Matt Canada stuff, which I, I think not is- kinda. I mean, we were talking about joking in the first half. He ran on every freaking first down, it felt like, and then he ran on a second and uh eight and then a second and fifteen in the first half. I, I mean I had, who was that I helping? Had, I had seven of nine runs on first down, not counting. I tried to take out a sack and a and a scramble. You just um, give up because your hand gets tired from typing so much. Uh, it's yeah, backhand is a problem. What what if we send backhand back to Raleigh? I'll send you Tim back. How about that? I don't know who Tim Beck is, but deal. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't matter uh, what plays Matt Canada's calling when Benny freaking Snell's coming in to save the day. Yeah. I mean, th- that was what he did was impressive. I'm convinced that Najee's hurt. I mean, he had the foot injury coming. Obviously, he's hurt because he came out of the game, but coming into this game and all season, he had the foot injury in preseason. He never looked like he did last year. I don't think the tires have 
blown off the car after just one year of overuse. And to your point, Breach, if Benny Snell, who hasn't played at all this year except on special teams, looks like a, a beast, and Anthony McFarland, who just got called from the practice squad, looks like a beast, that to me says Najee isn't 100%. So unfortunately, there's still going to be the Trent Richardson comparisons, which, you know, that probably doesn't make him feel good. But um, if this means he can get healthy, there's, I mean, you know, Brenton talks all the time about resting quarterbacks. You got the crap beat out of him. Shut him down. And, <laughs> I, and if you're a running on. back, you know, if, whether you're Najee Harris, if you're any running back and you're dealing with a lower body injury, that crushes your game. So if, if his foot isn't 100%, if his, any part of his lower body is not 100%, it, it, it's going to hurt what he can do. It's going to hurt his production. And like you said, Wilson, you have Benny Snell and McFarlane going in, both averaging more than five yards per carry. And uh, Najee can't do anything. It just really, it, he didn't look like he had that that burst of speed no. uh, once he got the ball. And, and then once Snell and McFarlane went in there, it was just like, wow, there is definitely a difference. And it did feel like that maybe Harris is dealing with something. And Victor uh, Garcia mentions in the comments, Jalen Warren was out tonight with an injury. Hopefully he'll be back. I'm not sure if he'll be next week or not. So, um, uh, 538, idea. which uh, updates, uh, yeah. Does a good job with their playoff projections and whatnot. Um, and update has already updated the Steelers, so they're four and Here, Hold on, don't don't tell us. I, let me guess who has better playoff odds: the Steelers or the or the Colts? I think it actually. I mean, the Colts have a better chance of winning the division, kind of. I'm going to say the Colts have a better chance of making the playoffs. What do you think, Breach? Uh, I'm going to say they're what the Colts are four seven and one, yeah. And the the Steelers, I'm going to say the Steelers. I mean, you're both pretty much right because it's three percent for the Steelers and two percent for the Colts. <laughs> well, then we're not both pretty much right. I, I won. No, no, you both had. He's like, I'm going to say the Steelers. Brinson, three percent is literally one <laughs> half better than two percent. Look at Breach. We had this discussion about percentages that one time when you guys threw me under the bus. Now I'm throwing you under the bus. That's Jokes true. on you. You had to pull for the Steelers. A one percent chance to win the division for the Steelers. 07 percent for the Colts. Really, the Colts are lower. Interesting. Panthers have a ten percent chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Packers three percent chance as well, just of note right there. Um, like there's no reason to play Najee Harris. No, I think you bitch him. Running back, by the way. Yeah, go ahead, finish the Najee thought. You know, running back carries pile up. The guy's hurt. He had a list frank injury preseason. Now he's got this abdominal injury. Sit him and hope that you can kind of regroup and make some kind of run next year. Because if Kitty Pickett does take a step forward, it's not it's not impossible that that happens. Speaking of giving guys the rest of the season off. Brinson, I'll start with you because you, you love paying people not to work. Matt Ryan? Ironic, yes. Uh, Matt Ryan. What, what should we do with him? <laughs> um, well, are they cutting Matt Ryan this offseason? Why? Are you bringing him back? Well, if you're cutting him, then you play him. Unless I mean, you're what if you doing, Sam Ellinger? Clearly, like, Sam Ellinger is not the answer. You want to I, I think I think so. I mean, let me put it to you this way: What who gives the Colts the best chance to win? Because Matt Ryan is not good. I think Matt Ryan does still. Breach, do you think agree with that? Uh, over Sam Allinger? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm putting myself in Jim Ursay's. Yikes! Yeah, it's a dark place. His um, cowboy boots. His cowboy boots. I got a, I got a, a, a cowboy hat on my head, leaning up against a tree, guitar in my hand, slung over my shoulder, as Brady Quinn likes to point out. Um. I think what I'm trying to do is win as many games or keep compete in as many games as I can. This is what I think Jim Irsay is trying to do in order to hire Jeff Saturday this offseason. And so like I said, I think they'll they'll let they'll make an exception to hire that guy. 
No, no, I think they will too. But the better, the more, the more, the, the rest of the league. I mean, they'll they'll be fine with it. Oh, right, right, right. I, I'm just saying. I think that that's what Ursay wants, and he wants the Colts, Colts to compete. And I mean, like you know, they. I mean, that was a miserable game tonight, but they were in the game. Yeah, because they're playing a terrible football team. Uh, right. I mean, they've been in the they've been in the three games that Jeff Saturday's coached. They won. They the had zero game. yards in the first quarter and still almost won. Like Breach isn't exaggerating. Literally zero yards. Oh, I know. They they were averaging. Uh, I think I tweeted out. It was like um, three point six yards per minute after uh, their first completion. Team. Matt Ryan's first pass should have been intercepted. The second pass was intercepted on a terrible decision. Dude, or team, I don't. Dude, the team stinks. But they had. But by the time the Colts got their first first down, they were already trailing thirteen to nothing, and they still almost won. To your point, and they. Still I, I mean, they had the Eagles on the ropes. They beat the Raiders. They're doing what they're doing. What Jim Irsay needs Jeff Saturday to do in order to hire him full time this offseason. Why don't you just wait to the end of the year and do hire him then? Like, why is that? Why do you need this? Well, but if he, if they lose fifty six nothing every week, you can't do it. No, let Frank Wright coach the season out and then hire. Who you get the Josh McCown situation? Who you cares? call the Jets, you trade for Zach Wilson. <laughs> the, the, the Texans were literally about to hire. But the Josh difference McCown, is everybody freaked out. They bailed. They bailed. But Jim Mercy doesn't care. He made that clear in the press conference. Number one. Number two, he's hired black coaches and has success. It's not the issue that he won't hire black black people. So I bet if, he, if, if he wants Jeff Saturday, it's his team. He can do what he wants to do. Just, you know. Do what every other team does. You interview a, a, a person of color, and then you hire who you want to hire. Ellie and I talked about this. They're like the heat. The, he took the heat in the season. You take the heat now, and you don't have to deal with it for like a month. We got nothing to talk about. Like everybody's got to move on to the next week until the Colts run prime time. Let me ask you this about Jeff Saturday because there's no more to talk about with the Steelers. So I'm actually curious. You know, how, you know how Prisco says all the time. All right, that, actually, hold on, one more thing about the Steelers. Okay, George Pickens is friggin' awesome. He needs to quit dropping passes, but yes, he is. Sure. He. I think could. Handles the drops, yeah, but you know, Prisco says all the time, "I could be the general manager, I could be the head coach," and you know, everyone says that when they're watching a game and see someone do something idiotic. Uh, Breach, I'll ask you first: Is there any sort of explanation that when Jeff Saturday, who you know seems like a smart guy and he was good on ESPN, get up and all the other shows he was on, is th- is the moment too big once you get on the field and suddenly you become a moron, or or is it the fact that coaching's hard? Like, what? Why is he making mistakes that he probably wouldn't make if he were talking about this as a Monday morning quarterback? You know, it's funny because I do feel like that probably plays in the situation when you get to assess it after the fact. That's easy to do, and uh, I mean, also in the fact because we were all sitting at home saying, "Please call timeout." Please call timeout. Joe Buck was sitting in the booth saying, "Please call timeout." Troy Aiken was saying. Dude, you need to call a timeout. So, you know, if, if Jeff Sutter had been listening to literally anyone, he would have called a timeout. <laughs> but I do think that plays a part into what you said is that the situation feels like it was too big. This was the first time he had been in a situation like this. And, you know, these seconds, they're just seconds. They keep ticking. And by the time you start thinking about it and 10 seconds have ticked off, and you're like, no, I can't take the timeout now because we've already burnt 10 seconds. We just need mm. to run the next play. It just, you know, it just operates so quickly and you have to make these snap decisions and these are snap decisions that he's not necessarily prepared to make because he hasn't had to do it yet. And, and I think, too, to that same vein, I don't want to dogpile somebody who's doing their job. For I'm just asking time. a question. Just no, no, like no, when I'm he said the Raiders Parse, suck. No, but Parse Frazier, oh, okay. the guy who's calling the plays, I was having this discussion in a chat, but it was like, you know, the, 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 the Steelers score a touchdown, convert the two-point conversion, go up 24-17. Um, uh, Flowers takes the ball to the Indy 25 for a 29 over uh, return. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately call a one yard. It's like a, a quick pass to Jonathan Taylor that goes one yard. 
Then Matt Ryan gets sacked on a second straight drop back. And then he completes a pass to Michael Pittman for four yards. And, and, and I was the argument I was making is that with somebody else's was you've got a 30 year old, 30 year old play caller with no experience doing this at home on Monday night football in a really close game. Like it's, it makes total sense that Jeff Saturday and Parks Frazier would completely have their buttholes tighten up and just mm-hmm. not be able to like, you know, make the smart rational decision that a 15 year old holding an Xbox controller would do because you're, you've got a lot going on. There's a ton of noise. And the move there is you, you see, like pop Jonathan Taylor a run, like draw, run a draw on first. And I'm not a big, you know, run on first proponent, but like you, you throw a pass for one yard to Jonathan Taylor and then Matt Ryan gets sacked. You're, you're done. I mean, it's Troy Aikman was so incredibly frustrated with the way the receivers were falling down and catching passes. And typically he's pretty even keeled. He's like, what he was is going on? Colts offense. You know what? It just occurred to me, and I never watched the Manning cast because I'm paying attention, but you watched the Manning cast. Imagine if Peyton had to talk about Jeff Saturday not doing the things that he didn't do at the end of this football game because that could have gotten awkward. Surely they had the Manning cast. Is that just a like good because they're back next week? I think they take some time off. I don't know if this, this they, must have they take the holidays off. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're back, but I mean, that's kind of lucky for Peyton would not have wanted to do that. Man, that's a great call. But it's hard to it's hard not to say something when you're sitting there staring at it. It's gonna be dead air for two minutes. It's like time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. So anyway, that that's a a, a learning. What's it called? Uh, uh, anyway, Wilson is slipping. Wilson is just slipping into full time podcast host mode. I mean, you might just host, and I'll just sit back and like you can host two podcasts. Yeah. How about that? Um, what's it called? A learning moment. I think it's I think it's a teachable moment. Which teachable is that's moment. That's a little what concerning is. that he didn't. So you that literally flipped roles where Wilson couldn't come up with a word, usually Brinson, and then Brinson came up with the word, which is usually Wilson. This is this is bizarro pick six world. Very bizarre. I don't know if I want to um, be in this world. This does not impact. Does this impact the draft or the playoff picture at all? Somehow the rare the playoff picture. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's pretty rare that you get a week 12 Monday night football game that doesn't impact the draft or the playoff picture. Oh, or I thought you meant the playoff. So the Steelers now have the 12th pick. They've fallen down a, a few spots. And the Colts, what are the Colts? Did they trade it? No, they had the 14th pick, excuse me. So, uh, and also, as you pointed out today earlier, Brinson, Olaf Ashanu, the left tackle at uh, Penn State, who's the best left tackle in this draft class, is coming back to school. Right. He's not yet 20 years old. So that's a problem for both these teams because they get used offensive linemen. So the next man up um, in terms of their uh, big board, if you will. But as I said earlier, I, I want the Steelers to be in position to get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and they are a long ways off. Wow. Thank you, Victor, for tagging me and letting me know that Ryan Wilson's a better podcaster than me. That's right. Nice, Victor. Um, I should, again, I'm not, I'm not looking at the chat. I just got an alert. Oh, that's funny. I'm kidding. I was looking at the chat. Um, Thank anything you else from this much. game? Man, no, there's, there's nothing else. I mean, Breach is, has zero concerns. Well, the Steelers don't play the – they've already played the, the Bengals, so they're done there. Do they play the Colts at all, Breach? Uh, no. The Bengals have a difficult schedule, and the Colts would not be a difficult thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no. these teams are both done. No one's going to the playoffs. I, I will say – I think that the Steelers no, have an outside shot. Yes, it's two percent. No, not the playoffs of three percent. No, 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 no. Number one pick of keeping Mike Tomlin's oh. five hundred streak alive. Here's the rest of their schedule. They have the Ravens twice, but they can they can they can chop with the Ravens, right? Split. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So Ravens like a lose game. Ravens, if, they, if they chop with the Ravens or they, they split with the Ravens, here's the rest of their games at Falcons, at Panthers, Raiders at home, Browns at home in week 18. I mean, I feel like they, I feel they, like they go. Those teams, I, they could. I feel like they go 500 in those games, though. That, probably. But I'm just saying, like, Mike Tom, if Mike Tom was nine and eight, he might get some coach of the year votes. Yeah, but then what? Then they get another crappy pick. Just stay where you are. Don't be a hero. Take your lumps. Get a good player. And also, by the way, you're going to have two high second-round picks because of the Chase Claypool deal. This is deal. Wilson literally rooting for his team to lose. This is fantastic. Play well and lose. Because the other issue is that if you play well and the offense starts clicking, guess who's coming back? His name runs oh. Matt Canada. I, know, I got one more thing that we'll get out of here. I want to no. see where this line moves. No, no, no. Colts at Cowboys next Monday night. Or no, next Sunday night. Colts at Cowboys Sunday night. It was night? nine and a half last night. I know. Um, I knew we should have hammered that thing. My it's going to be it's going to be twelve and a half. It's right be if the if the Steelers do that to Matt Ryan, yeah, Michael boy. Parsons and company at home in primetime are going to tee off on him. You and know the what? Colts the run. They, they, that is a get get the if you see if you see the Colts if you see the Cowboys Colts line it's under eleven. I think you take it. The only chance Matt Ryan has if he comes out there in a big helmet. I mean, that will be his only big, <laughs> a big hat with a face mask on it. Um, okay, yeah. well, last, seriously, last thing. I think there's a decent teaser opportunity if you see it. The, Se- the Seahawks are at the Rams. That line was five this afternoon, shot up to seven, then jumped to eight on the news that Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain. Why was that ever five? Because it was four. We, we talked about this on, you should watch the early odds podcast of me and Breach. Um, you and Solvin. No, I mean basically, oh, you mean the Sunday podcast? Yeah, the Rams are going to shut down everybody, essentially, and just like don't get anybody really hurt. So tease the Seahawks and the Cowboys, I think. And, you know, we're in a pretty good spot, unless it's like, you know, 14. And down. Shut up! <laughs> hey, Billy, I got a question for you before we wrap up. How'd your fantasy team finish? Oh, ho, ho! Up high, down hard! <laughs> That's a low blow, Brinson. That's a low blow. <laughs> for Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Go, USA. Go, Wolfpack. <laughs>